Hi, and welcome to the Lifestyle Entrepreneur Show with me, Sue Parker, where today we're going deep. We're talking all about whether modern life is really killing us from the inside and the outside as well. We're also going to be talking about three ways that you can get your lifestyle back on track using the new work philosophy mindset. So without further ado, let's start delving right into this really deep conversational topic. And hopefully some of this will resonate with you and make you think more clearly about the type of lifestyle you want to lead. Now, modern society has been known for creating a lot of overwhelm. I mean, how many times in the last 10 minutes have you touched your phone? Have you read an email? Have you heard it ding? Maybe you've been interrupted at work or perhaps your laptop's out and you've got a Zoom call in a minute and you're wondering what to do. How many times has your thoughts been interrupted by all of the distractions and the information overload when you're thinking, how do I process this? Now, the reality is we know that stress has been connected to Alzheimer's. Stress and a lack of sleep all causes it. And one of the main reasons why people struggle to sleep these days is because we've got our mobile phone next to the bed. We might be looking at social media late at night. We might be feeding some negative news stories into our brains right before the moment we're about to have our sleep. And that all creates interruptions. We've got so much on our plate and all the while we feel, well, that we're constantly lacking. We feel that somebody else has more than us. And the reason we feel this is because we're shown this all of the time. Now, easy access to the hormone dopamine that gives us that little hit, that little yay, is around us. So consequently, all we need to do is flip on social media, grab a like, share something or, you know, play a little game on our phone or on a computer game and Instantly, we're given this little hit of dopamine. It's so easily accessible that we don't need to go out and do the big life-changing things anymore. We don't need to take on those big projects that we always dreamed we might do when we were younger. We can just get hits of dopamine all day long by flicking on Netflix, by flicking on social media, and by doing something really numbing, really. It's quite numbing. Irony here of, of what I'm speaking about, the fact that We have this online world and in many respects, we can connect with people around the world. My network now contains people in Austria, in Australia, in America. And before that would never have been the case. The pandemic made Zoom calls and working remotely much more accessible and easy for all of us. But that comes with its own problems in that we become more disconnected on a personal level, on a one-to-one level. When do you have those deeper conversations? And you almost need the space to have it. And we don't have that space. We're disconnected from social circles. We're disconnected from friends. And I had this worrying fact that was shared with me that under 30-year-olds, there are 60% of those that are single. Now, this could be numerous factors. It could be choice. Those under 30s want to be single and explore more of life before committing, and I 100% can see why. But it could be as a result that we're not giving our young people the opportunities to connect, to socialize, to learn how to be together. It's almost like we're recognizing that we're becoming less human the more computer interaction and AI interaction we're getting. It creates both opportunity but also problems. 
Do you ever feel that you have a, a kind of numbness, like you're sleepwalking through life? I used to feel like this when I did the daily grind, the nine to five, that you're wishing the week away. You're wishing a life away. You're just wishing for the weekend. And then you spend the weekend thinking, oh gosh, it's nearly Monday. And by Sunday, you are dreading Monday. You've wished your life away. You have this numbness. You just want it to be over quickly, but you're not getting deeply connected in it. In fact, on that deep connection, how often do you get to do that deep work? You know, when you get to squirrel yourself away and really study something or listen to something and and be fully present. And granted, I've got three kids, as you know, so I rarely get to watch a program or a film or do anything around the house that doesn't involve an interruption. But we've got other interruptions, haven't we? Even if you haven't got kids. How many times does the doorbell ring a week with an Amazon delivery? I mean, who doesn't have Prime these days? This doorbell's going all the time. How many times do you get interrupted by your mobile phone? A social media notification, an email notification, Instagram's pinging, TikTok's pinging. Somebody's calling you, somebody, well, somebody's calling you as a rarity now, and somebody texting you. All of these things prevent us from getting deeply into something. And even when you take a walk out in the countryside, and let's say you want to escape, and you're enjoying the idea of going for a walk and just getting away from it all, your phone's still in your pocket. And I bet you can still feel that vibration from your phone, that is. I realize how bad that sounds now. So to check out of this and do that deep work where we really get immersed in something, that thing that Beethoven did and Mozart when they were composing or an author will do when they get into a writing zone, doing that deep work. You know, when you get in a full state of flow, you lose track of time, you forget to eat, you forget to drink and go to the toilet. That feels good, doesn't it? That state of flow when you're really progressing and doing something. But it can be challenging to get into that. Now, I've thought a lot about how do, you, how do you get out of this state of being, this way of living, because we're in this modern world and that's the norm. This is what everybody does. They go do the nine to five. They, they do this same run. And even if you're in a business, you have the same structure around it. You have the same expectations. And we're all exposed to the same levels in a modern society of interruptions So how do you discipline yourself? Also, how do you get really connected with what matters? Because I like to think of it as as this. We have different zones of consciousness. And this is my way of kind of trying to, if you like, visualize or grasp these complex concepts, these perspectives of what's going on, this paradigm. We have this physical space that we're in. And this is the space where we almost live outside of ourselves. We engage with everything on social media, everything on the TV, everything on our screens, our emails. Everything is outside of us. We engage and watch what other people have. And we think we should have it too. Why don't I have it? What am I doing wrong? We constantly have this feeling of lack. We're presented with adverts that tell us if we don't have this system or this software or this item in our home or this car we're not doing well enough. Other people have this. Or we're presented with other people who are doing so successful. They have this, 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 and this. And you feel like you're not. You feel like you're failing. So we constantly don't feel good enough and we don't feel like we have enough. But all of these things are external. We are focusing our attention on everything outside us. How can something outside us ever bring us that internal feeling of fulfillment and satisfaction. 
We're seeking constant validation and acceptance from things that are outside of our control. You know, what does the media think? What does my friends or my connections on social media feel about what I'm putting out there? And we're using all of that to judge how valuable we are in the world. And that's a really vulnerable place to be because we live outside in this bubble of all the things that are going on in our phones, in our networks, in our work. It's outside of us. We see others with all this stuff and we see what we have and feel uncomfortable. We feel uncomfortable in those situations because we don't measure up to everybody there. Everybody who's at different levels, different stages, who had different starting points, who have different goals, but we want what everybody else has got all put together, thinking that that, that's what we should be aiming for. That's what it's all about. So we never really reach that level of inner peace unless we recognize that there's this other, other place to live, this place that's within us. Can I get happy and content with who I am? Can you feel inner peace? Can you recognize your purpose, your meaning, irrespective of what anybody out there is doing? The numb life, the numbness that exists in the metaverse, the numbness that exists in a modern living state. How can I get comfortable with my being, with my wellness? And you'll know from a lot of my posts that this has got to start with creating space for us. And I want to come on to new work in a minute. But if you're in this, in this zone right now, you're trying to reestablish self-awareness and a connection with who you truly are at your core. Your values, what matters to you, not everybody else. And yes, that's different than everybody else you're looking at. It's not different than everybody in the world because there are people like you too. You are not alone but it's probably different than everybody you've been focusing on in this numb life where you're trying to fit in and compete and keep up and you don't feel enoughness. I think I'm making up a word there, but let's go with that. Then once you've settled with inner peace and your body and your mind as a collective, there's then this other higher self spiritual being And the growth of spirituality, meditation, mindfulness, not necessarily religions, is a sign that many people like you are probably seeking understanding of this spiritual higher self. The higher self that does things to be giving, does things to be loving, and not necessarily so that they can get some physical, material thing in return. Now, here is a contradiction, if anything. Our world is so obsessed with money. Money allows you to do good. Money allows you to buy things. Money allows you to buy status, be seen, be observed as doing well, but also to buy all the things that make our lives more comfortable, whether we need them, whether we want them, whether we like them or love them. It allows us to do all these things. But money is just one element. The problem is our world is so focused around it. Our definition of success, the people we admire, we're all focusing on this one thing called money. Now, for as long as we're focusing on that, we can't ever accept that there's this higher purpose. I remember announcing that I was going to do the podcast. 
And here's a little story. I wanted to share that I was doing this big thing. They might share it with people they know starting a business or looking for an alternative path or reassessing their own lifestyle. And we were sat on the sofa and I was sharing this. And I remember getting asked, so what is this? I don't understand this. And I had to explain what is a podcast? Why does somebody do it? Why does somebody have a show? Why might you share content about something? And I remember the response being, so you're not being paid for this as a judgment statement. Like, why are you doing this unless somebody's paying you? Just go and get a job soon. Just go and get a nine to five job where you have a salary. Like that's the only thing that matters. That the purpose, the mission, that inner meaning didn't matter. And this is what you might find when you tell people about the things you want to do. And this is where the new work philosophy will help you to think about things differently. So we have these three zones that I feel I sort of compartmentalize where we live in. The zone where we're outside of ourselves and everything's happening over here in this modern world. And it might be happening in the metaverse in the future. And it might be all about material things, or it might be about how well I'm doing, how many likes, how many followers I've got, whether I'm keeping up in this modern world. And then we have this bit here, which is me feeling content with who you are, your inner peace, your alignment with your values, your knowing who you are. And then we have this third zone, which is like, oh, it's almost so out of reach right now. The definition of your higher self, your higher purpose, the thing we're striving for, the the reason why we meditate and do yoga and want a calling, want purpose, want, want this idea that we're making a difference in the world and an impact. The thing that many people try and strive for, but they're held back by excuses and limiting beliefs that mean they can't change the world. So we don't even start by changing one person's life, by helping somebody. That higher self there, that's the other zone to live in. And I want to encourage you to leave the overwhelm of the mundane, the numbness, the easy hits of dopamine in search of your inner peace and in search of your higher self, this other zone, the higher realm, your higher purpose. I feel that that will give us so much more fulfillment. And that's really what the Lifestyle Entrepreneur Show is about, but what the mission is about. It's about people finding those things a lifestyle you want to live. So let's talk a little bit more about how new work philosophy is one way to shift into that mindset. So the new work philosophy was designed by an Austrian philosopher whose name escapes me and I'll pop it in the show notes. I actually couldn't pronounce it and therefore completely forgot about it. So new work philosophy is where, so new work philosophy is where we instead of focusing on a long working week just for a paycheck, we acknowledge the fact that there's a shift in the world. There's a shift in industry. There are more automations now. There is AI, for goodness sake, trying to take our copywriting jobs or any writing jobs, really. There's AI that can generate an image of you now. There's all sorts of things that technology is replacing. So we don't need as many work hours, as many hands-on work hours, because we can leverage technology, automation and AI to do things that will help us along. 
You're going to argue with me now that there's manual labor and service industry and all that sort of thing. And there is. But if you collectively add up all of the work that needs doing for society to be sustainable, then that only means that we need to work a few days a week, a few hours a week. So let's say everybody's working week gets reduced to 15 hours. What does life look like if you only need to do 15 hours a week of paid work, of salaried work, whether that's with your clients in your business or paid salaried work for an employer? If we only ever need to do 15 hours a week and we can still earn enough in which to live because life is more simple, and here's another philosophy with new work. This is called smart purchasing. Smart purchasing is kind of minimalist approach. It's kind of also the philosophy for financial freedom, which is, do you need the thing that you're buying? And if you don't need it, then it's probably junk in your drawer. Now, the biggest waste we have is in our kitchens. We buy gadgets that chop eggs for us. We buy gadgets that will whiz things up small, will whiz things up big and chunky. We buy gadgets that will fry things for us when we even have a hob already. We'll buy things that will grill things for us when we already have a grill. We'll buy slow cookers and bread makers and ice cream makers and popcorn makers. You name it, we've probably got a gadget in our kitchen for it. Newark philosophy suggests that smart purchasing will reduce our need to spend on things we don't need. Embracing a more minimalist lifestyle. A lifestyle where we have and do things we love and need. Not that we want or that we like. They're at odds with one another. For as long as we're buying things that we want and we mediocre like, we're never going to have the money for the things we need and for the dream things we love. And we're also going to have to keep working, so it's self-professing. We're going to have to work longer hours, more, get a bigger job, get a fancier title, or work more hours in our business and become the hustle culture because we're too busy buying things we like and we want over the things that we need and then saving for the things we love to do. So the New Work philosophy combines a shorter working week because we're advancing in technologies, AI and automation. It combines that with the idea that we will do smart purchasing. So what do we do with the rest of this time? How does society look? How different will it be? Well, I tell you now, we are not going to be glued to our screens in a second world metaverse. We want to get out. We want to explore. We want to experience. This looks like a family unit bringing up their children, mum and dad, and mums if you're two mums and two dads if you're two dads. This looks like a family unit of aunties and uncles and grandparents creating a family unit where you spend more time doing the things you need to do. This looks like communities being built. And with a large proportion of that extra time, this is where you give back to society. You're doing projects that are purposeful and meaningful to end world hunger, to protect children, to look after our children, to show them how to, or learn ourselves, how to grow vegetables, explore the forest, how to look after animals, how to build our own homes that are sustainable, how to figure out how our homes work, how to teach and learn more, 
how to grow more spiritually aware, how to travel and understand new cultures. This additional time in the new work philosophy is where we add value and richness to the lives of everybody on this planet. Everybody in your community, everybody in your family and the wider world, because you now have the time, you now have the freedom to do these things and you no longer have the financial constraints. How many of us have said, I would love to volunteer for a homeless shelter. I would love to go and help and foster children. I would love to go and help at that care home. But you haven't had the time. How many times have you said, I'd love to go and travel Thailand and experiencing how to learn Thai massage. I'd love to go on a yoga retreat or a Buddhist center and learn how to do new things. I'd love to explore the outback. Many of these things, we stop ourselves because we can't take the time. We haven't got the freedom in our lives. And that's what the new work philosophy was about creating. How you create that, how you build that. That's the next challenge. As a society, people are starting to notice there are cracks. We have created this workhorse, this machine. We've gone from the industrial revolution and we have created a rat race, a wheel that we never step off until retirement. If you actually look at a timeline of your life, you're going to spend a chunk of it, the biggest chunk in the middle, your healthiest years, the years when you actually have money, the years when you have children. If you're going to have children, you'll have nieces and nephews and people that you can inspire. You'll have the energy and the flexibility to be able to work with them. Those chunk of years, those years of your life in that middle section, those are the ones that you're going to lose if you don't redefine work-life balance. And then when you get to retirement, if you haven't addressed the work-life balance, the shift, engaged in some of the new work philosophy in your own life to create your dream structure, then that's when we get to old age and we have the stress, the lack of sleep, the overwhelm, the information overload that affects our health that brings on Alzheimer's and other diseases. We know that stress ages people a lot more quickly. So to answer the first question, is modern life really killing us on the inside and on the out? If it's not in a physical way that your disease will manifest, if it's on the inside, the numbness, the sleepwalking through life, is a real wake-up call to how we can address this now, not tomorrow, in the present. How you can take a look at how you take your attention from the outside zone, bring it to the within, and then take it to your future higher self. And use the teachings of the New Work philosophy to inform how you want to build a life. If you have a business, then you can tap into AI. You can tap into automation with your online business. You can have a sales funnel working for you, email marketing. You can create that 15-hour working week if that's what you want. You can create that financial freedom and then give yourself the space to get away from these things, these screens, and get out into the world to enjoy and experience life and add more value, purpose, and meaning to everyone else's. I feel like this has perhaps been a little bit of a deep episode, but I'm hoping that it's allowed you some space to really think, to really 
step away from all of that outside focus and bring it in, bring it within. I would love to know what your journey is, how you're experiencing life at the moment and how you're wanting to restructure your lifestyle. Please, please reach out to me. DM me on social media at I am Sue Parker or drop me an email. Link is in the show notes. Have a fantastic week, folks, and I'll speak to you again very soon. Bye. Congratulations for showing up and being one of the 8% that actually turn their dreams into reality. I appreciate you for listening and I am committed to helping you improve the quality of your life. For more resources, make sure you check out the show notes underneath. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave me a five-star review. And remember, you are incredible. And if you dream it, you can achieve it.